Let's do it. This is the SEC in 10, and it's presented by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. It's good to be blue. Did y'all see where we're going to get some Friday night football in college? Oh, man. I mean, we already get it. But, I, I, you know, I've been talking about this for years. Why wouldn't you go get it and, and try to own it? The SEC doesn't have to mess around with that, right? And neither does the Big Ten. But some other conferences that can't draw, ACC, Big 12, Pac-12, why not? And if I'm one of the networks, I do a big Friday game day show going into that game. I mean, Pac-12 is not going to show up either way, right? So try to find a little more. You don't have to play all your games. I'm just talking about a couple of games here and there. Um, Big 12. What do y'all think about that? Big 12 and Friday night football? I think it's exciting. I like Thursdays, too, honestly. Well, the in it, I do, too. But, and that, look, man, y'all didn't catch this, but for Ole Miss and Mississippi State, Thursday night football in the 90s was awesome. It, I bet. It was great. It gave your team an opportunity to be showcased as the only game in town. The NFL had not taken Thursday night yet. Now they have. Um, I think that's a question for later on down the line if the NFL would ever go there. But right now they've decided they're going to take Thursday on Amazon prime and they take whatever they want right and they they don't leave any oxygen in the room but friday night i think there is so much more runway there for conferences that need it you know that they're not going to draw a lot of people and it gives them a friday night prime time platform on t streaming, whatever you want to call it, to uh, to play. And with the networks, first of all, it gives them something to sh- show. I mean, because what are you, you're not watching Friday night shows, right? I mean, that's, I don't, I, I guess people may do that, but I don't. Um, so if you have live sports, and then you can also build a pregame, postgame, and and sell it i'm all about it and and i know we again i know we already have friday night football for example first game uh first weekend of the season we got louisville and at georgia tech uh stanford at hawaii miami of ohio at miami but i'm talking about more conference games rolling through friday night i'm all about it out of bounds, ESPN 1059 The Zone, brought to you by Madison Ridgeland Academy. If you're on the fence for your child's future, call today. Schedule a private tour. See everything they're doing academically from uh, kindergarten through 12th grade. 601 856 4455. Show is also presented by Mississippi Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Center. Any age, any sport, any injury. They've got you covered. You like you like watching Maction? Maction on like when they do midweek, like Wednesday, Thursday? I don't watch that. Mm. Now, I think if I bet 
more and maybe I need to. I don't know if anybody really ever frames it up like that, but I do want you to go to the Golden Moon <laughs> Casino Sportsbook and Lounge and within your budget, wager a few bucks. Um, I, You know, I get why it works. People will bet on it. And it, dry, it draws a few eyeballs on a two, I guess, what is it, a Tuesday or Wednesday night? Yeah, they usually switch. Yeah, I'm usually done by then. So I'm all in <laughs> all day Saturday. Um, I'm going to watch Dak play on Sunday, and I'm going to do the red zone. Uh, I'm going to do Sunday night football. Yeah. Monday night's gotten better, especially with Joe Buck and Troy Aikman going over to ESPN. Um, and then I'm done, usually, on Tuesday and Wednesday. And then I jump back into the Amazon Prime game when Al Michaels isn't making fun of the draw. Um, of Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreit on Thursday night. We'll see if they get some better games. The problem is, even in the NFL, you're always going to have, what, six bad teams? Yeah. So it's almost impossible to avoid. So all those times, you know, they want all their time slots to be great, right? They want Thursday night. They want noon on Sunday. I'm going central time. Noon on Sunday. 3, 3.15, 3.30 kick Sunday afternoon. 7 or 7.30 Sunday night. And then Monday at 7. But even the NFL, which is amazing, that's, that's not realistic, is it? To have, like, really, let's not say great, but really good games in every time frame. It's just, now sometimes you hit a big weekend, you get a bunch of crazy games, decided within three to five points. Don't you feel like all the lines in the NFL are three or three and a hook? Yeah. Or two and a half, three, three and a hook. I mean, it's just boom, boom, boom. Or they'll play with you up into that, you know, five and a half range. But the bottom line is you want one possession games. That's what you want in the fourth quarter. And we get a lot of, that's what's great about the NFL compared to college. And high school, you know, there's just, there's so many high school and college games where one of the teams is so much more talented than the other. But the NFL, not so much. So let's go back to Friday night football. I have a feeling the future is of a big, several conference games, not SEC, not Big Ten. They don't have to do it. But Pac-12, Big 12, ACC, they can't really draw other than a few teams? I think so. I do. I think the Pac-12, like, 10 o'clock games, like that Stanford-Hawaii game, I'm actually kind of hyped about that. That's like, you know, you could be at a bar or something 10 o'clock on a Friday night. And see, I, I still think that you start to kick off at 6, 7, 8. I mean, you, you, you want, even even if you're the Pac-12, you, you want to, I mean, look, it doesn't matter. They're not going to the game. So kick off <laughs> at five. So that's it's seven here and eight o'clock Eastern. But but a lot of the other teams I'm referencing, like from the Big 12, they're in Central and Eastern time zone. Yeah. So they should kick off at six, seven, and eight. And so should the ACC. I mean, it, does it matter when you play Virginia Wake Forest? I mean, nobody's going to go, right? <laughs> so you may as well play it on a, on a Friday night. Now, does Clemson want to play on Friday night? Nope. No. 
Now away, they it doesn't matter. So that that boy, that gives you a great opportunity, doesn't it? If you're the ACC, you get to put Clemson on the road at a game that people aren't going to watch on Saturday against Wake, Georgia Tech, Virginia, Virginia Tech, Syracuse on Friday night and give that away, that home team that's hosting Clemson some buzz or that home team that's hosting Florida State some buzz. Would you say Miami too? Or are we just wishing Miami would be good for the 16th straight year? Kind of like A&M. Not, not as many resources. How what? Money what? But they've got all the talent mm-hmm. in that three-county area in Miami. So it, I'm not saying it balances out because A&M's worth billions of dollars. But if we're talking assets, which are players, you know, Miami will always be in the hotbed of great players right out their back door or front door. We are the Out of Bounds Show brought to you by Fleetway Market and the Market Cafe in Gluckstadt. Check out all the Fleetway Markets. They're serving wonderful food. Pulled pork sandwiches, blue plates, ribs. Fleetway Market, the Market Cafe in Gluckstadt. We are live in the Bank Plus studio. Want to thank you for going to Apple Podcast and Spotify and searching Out of Bounds with Bow Bounds. Thank you for doing that. Also, we appreciate you streaming the show on thezone1059.com, and that's powered by Dancing Rabbit Golf Club and the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge. Jason, let's drop the uh, my debate with um, Zach Arnett yesterday. So I missed. And I was going to say Woody Marks, and I just thought for sure it would be one of the linebackers. Before it was announced, literally right after the show, we had Zach Arnett on, and I was get, trying to guess who would go to SEC Media Days. I felt good about Will Rogers and Jaden Crumity, but I missed. So then I danced around on Bookie Watson and Jet Johnson. Ended up being Woody Marks, which I like. I think that's a really good pick for uh, Arnett and the staff. But this was our discussion before it was announced right after the show yesterday morning. Zach Arnett on the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. I should know this, but I don't. Who who are you taking to, uh, I guess, well, I'm going to get. How about this? I'll guess who you're taking to Nashville. Um, Will Rogers and Bookie Watson, right or wrong? No, wrong. Okay. Um, yeah, well, first of all, it's three guys. You take three guys. Oh, three. All right, so did I... Am I right on the two that I threw out? No. Damn. All right. Hold on. Let me think again. It's called a cliffhanger. We'll just we'll just let it play out until media days. Oh, have you even announced it? No. So what are you trying to get me to do here? Well, I, I thought this would be just a great platform for you. I'm not even sure. We, it's getting announced today. Okay, I'm going to guess. Will Rogers, Bookie Watson, and Jaden Cromedy, or... Brent's Will Rogers. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. Uh, I mean, not Brent Smith, Cole Smith. Um. Okay, so I'm gonna go Will Rogers, Bookie Watson, Smith, come on, Jaden Crumedy. What do you think, Coach? Did I get a hundred or two or three? Say it again. 
Will Rogers, Crumity, Bookie. Sixty-six percent. That's a D. <laughs> All right, darn it. Uh, how did I not come up with? I mean, why didn't I throw out marks? I just got locked on the two linebackers, and but I like it. I like I like Will Rogers. So there's some there's some juice there with Will Rogers, Woody Marks, and Jaden Crumity. No doubt. Tell you what, man, Crumity has a big year. Jason and Alex could be a top two or three round pick in the NFL draft. I mean, that guy can play. He was a, and look, he had to get up and run in. He missed eight games. Um, yeah, they held him, held him, held him for the back stretch. Uh, that's a guy who could be a day two NFL draft pick. He really could. Are you excited about Ian Kiffin's guys? See, y'all don't like defense. Y'all are all, I mean, you know, Ole Miss is all about fireworks and, and, and image and, 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 you know, the high wire act. I mean, y'all, you know, that's when y'all go to the restroom and go get a beer and nachos. So I'm sitting here and did I close out all of my, uh, yeah, I think I did. We went over them earlier. It was two defensive, uh, well, Quinshawn's got some juice. So y'all won't even listen to the defensive players. He's got a D lineman and, and a corner who 88.45% of the Ole Miss fan base doesn't even know who they are. And, but Quinshawn Judkins, that'll give you, now, and that's a sophomore. That's pretty strong offensive player because really you can't, if you're not going to invite a quarterback, who do you invite? It's got to be Quinshawn because you don't have a star receiver. Yeah. I mean, people on Twitter told me that the UT San Antonio guy and the, the lot tech guy are going to be the next, you know, Elijah Moore and, and uh, AJ Brown. They're, they're not, but, um, <laughs> but so see, I can even tell you're not excited about those guys. Well, I like Cedric Johnson and DeAndre Prince. They're, I mean, they're not big star studded names like Jackson Dart or Spencer Sanders or Quinshawn, but okay. they are, I mean, if you're an Ole Miss fan, yeah, you like those players. Like those, okay. are, those are your hard nose. Like last year, AJ. I didn't Sp- think y'all liked hard nose players. Oh, come on. I thought they had to be like pretty and, 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 and stars. <laughs> I know it's been eight years since the land shark defense, but we do like a good defense. Did, when did we you even have it then? Yeah, we did. Oh, okay. Yeah, back in 2015, 2016. Kim Dietschy. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. I'm with you. Yeah, 2014, Say what you want, but he was one. Well, Mike Hilton was. You, you had a bunch of freaks on that. Cody Pruitt. You yeah. had, you know, a lot of players. Yeah. Tony Connor had got. No, he didn't get hurt till the next year. Mm-hmm. No. Or 15. Guy, he, pre-injury, he was a great football player. I do not understand what happened because most kids come back. From that, this day and age, but pre-injury, Tony Connor was unfreaking believable. Yeah, I mean, and Mike Hilton, you mentioned him. He's the one of the most notable Ole Miss DBs in the past twenty years. Well, he's had a phenomenal NFL career. Insane. Still playing, still gobbling up salary. Just one of those guys that you don't really think about. Um, continues to, you know, every year you're in the league, right? You get you get bumped. 
Yeah. Just those veteran levels set you. Know, I mean, that guy's just knocking down money. He's mean as a rattlesnake. Phenomenal player. Got a ton of alpha in him. He was just overshadowed because y'all had Chad Kelly, Treadwell, Tunzel, Kimdichi, Evan Ingram, and the list goes on and on. You're right. He was a fantastic player and absolutely lit up Mississippi State in that 2015 um, Golden Egg game. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Core Cryotherapy. Core Cryotherapy. Um, now, they've got the IV therapies, and then they've also got the cryotherapy. Core Cryotherapy and Wellness in the township across from Sombra. I love the cryotherapy, right? Target inflammation, all kinds of good stuff for your body. And it only takes three minutes. Y'all know how ADD I am. You're in and you're out. You get in this, it's like a cold thing. And it is wild. Oh, and speaking of, Laquan Treadwell was the first one that I heard talk about cryotherapy in 2014. Really? And recovery with his body. He did an interview. I don't remember when it was. I think it was August two-a-days. They were asking him what all he did. And he said, yeah, I do cryotherapy. And I thought, ooh, I got to try that. And so at that time, I went over to the HealthPlex and did it. And now I've gone to core cryotherapy and wellness in the township. Makes you feel better, healthy, good for your body. And then the IV therapies. I mean, they've got all kinds of options as far as hydration, wellness, and your immune system. Powered by core cryotherapy and wellness in the township across from Sombra. Lunch today brought to you by Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue. And the Dirty Bird Wrap with onion rings. Now, so you're excited. You're the only Ole Miss fan that, that's excited about these three players. Name them again. Yeah, so you got Cedric Johnson, okay. DeAndre Prince, and you got Quinshawn Juggins, who people are saying is in the Heisman conversation, and I wonder what you think about that. Uh, you know that's nonsense. <laughs> Cedric, I mean, uh, Quinshawn Judkins is not in the Heisman conversation. He had a great first seven games last year, and that's padded his stats. I get it, but he's also... Tell he's, me what you did the last four games. Uh, not too high. Okay. Well, against Mississippi State, he had uh, 91 yards on 22 carries, so not too great. I'm not blaming him. He was a freshman, and he ran out of gas. He'll be an unbelievable football player for your team, and he makes you better, and he'll make Dart or Sanders better, and he'll make your offensive line better because you don't have to be great... You just need to be pretty good to good, and he can find his spots and either run by people or run over people. He'll be bigger and stronger this year just because he's a year older. He, he had to tote the load, man. You know, Evans just – everybody talked about Evans going in. I mean, that's all – Zach Evans, Zach Evans, Zach Evans. Mm-hmm. Right? Of course. Because, y'all – I mean, when it comes to offensive skill players, nobody does the hype train like Ole Miss fans. And and then all of a sudden, Quinshawn, is that true or not? Well, can you blame us at, with the you know with Ole Miss fans? Can you blame them with the success that they've had on offense? Because Mississippi State, same way with defensive players. When y'all get good defensive players, it's like is it the same hype train? I don't I don't know. I mean, I'm not on the the message boards and everything uh-huh. for Mississippi State, so I'm not right. too well versed in. But I know that Mississippi State gets excited about an excellent D lineman or an excellent DB. Yeah. Which you should. I mean, you know, why not? Why not? No, I'm with you. But Ole Miss has had, you know, pretty good success on the 
especially on the outside. And then, of course, when we get an above-average quarterback, we start going crazy also. <laughs> Do you think? So. <laughs> I mean, uh, Shea Patterson played one game, and he was Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Um, Luganbill kept telling me off the air, but anyway. Uh, you know what I just noticed? Let's switch gears here. Because you're right. Quin, Quinshawn Judkins is a Heisman candidate. Okay. <laughs> Over Caleb Williams and um, Jaden Daniels. Yeah. And Brock Bowers is in that situation. They, they talk about him, the tight end. Jordan from Travis Georgia. from Florida State. Who? Uh, the tight end from Georgia, Brock Bowers, who you said you weren't too excited about going to He's SEC not a media Heisman day. candidate. He's been talked about. Uh, that Well, I mean, anybody can start a podcast and can talk about anybody. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, the bottom line is Caleb Williams. Yeah. Um, Jordan Travis. Jaden Daniels. Uh, why can't I think of the dude at uh, North Carolina? Oh, uh, Drake. Yeah, yeah, Drake May. That won't work out. He lost a good offensive coordinator by the name of Phil Longo. To where? Wisconsin Badgers. Longo could hurt some people's feelings in the Big Ten. I mean, they've got a bunch of thick-calved, thick-ankled guys who can't run. He start. you know, Wisconsin's been a hell of a football program since Barry Alvarez took over in the early 90s. Tough run the football, front seven's always nasty, unbelievable offensive lineman, you know, uh, pipeline to the NFL, super well-coached, all that. Now, if Wisconsin spreads it out, it could actually be fun watching the Big Ten. This could be amazing. I mean, I'm, I'm here for it. Big Ten took a hit yesterday with the Pat Fitzgerald news. Yeah. Um, but you, whenever you've got hazing around your program and sexual acts, you know, it's the new president didn't want to do it, and then he realized if he wanted to keep his job, he had to do it. Fitzgerald had been there for 17 years. He was a star player in the mid-'90s when they went to the Rose Bowl as a linebacker. He, he was a thumper, but he was let go yesterday. All right, enjoy your day. Hey, don't forget about the charbroiled oysters at Drago's Seafood Restaurant and Oyster Bar on the property of the Hilton Jackson on County Line Road. Drago's. Just think about this. I want you to think about Drago's, charbroiled oysters, fried shrimp po' boy, and gumbo, all powered by Drago's. Seafood Restaurant and Oyster Bar on the property of the Hilton Jackson on County Line Road. Where is it? Right across from Edwin Watts Golf Shop on County Line Road. It's where you take your golf game to another level. uh, Check out the all-new body style. Super cool SUV. Nissan Pathfinder. Canon Nissan in Jackson. Test drive the Nissan Pathfinder at Canon Nissan this week. We'll see you tomorrow. Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. 
Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.